This is the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, where it's not what you do, but how you do it. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs brought to you by entrepreneurs. We have been building a multi-million dollar healthcare business for over 10 years, and we have weaved together some of the best information for the people that are doing the best work in the business. This includes Dr. Martini, who is a master in human behavior, to Vern Harnish, who has created the methodologies of scaling up that has scaled many, many of the best businesses that we all know of. We want you to not only have a business that you love, but also a life that you love. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, where... It's not what you do, but how you do it. (laughs) We're just rolling out the new new slogan here. But uh, today we are talking about sales. Uh, We've actually opted to break this down into three parts, maybe four parts, depending on how deep we dive into this next uh, part. But what we really want to start with is... First of all, you can call it whatever you want. I think that there is a big negative connotation around the concept of sales, but it's like you always say, is that we sell ourselves every single day. And if we're in denial about that, you know, we're we're just kind of living a lie because everything comes down to how you present yourself to others. And that's how you create relationships, everything from friendships to romantic relationships. And it's even how you interact with coworkers, family, and other people you interact with. Yeah, it's, I mean, we'll get deeper into this, but when you look at the human behavior of sales, is everything's a sale. You know, it's just like if you want to have somebody do something, you have to sell them how it's going to benefit them mm-hmm. enough for them to take action on either, you know, doing that, purchasing that, whatever. And we're constantly selling ourselves. You know, it's like every single morning you get out of bed. Why? Because you sold yourself that there's more benefits than the drawbacks to get out of bed to do whatever you're going to do. Well, that's probably a different topic. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think as business owners, which the majority of the individuals that are listening to this are business owners and entrepreneurs, and we are selling our ideas to our employees. We are selling our vision to our employees so that they act on it every day and fulfill certain tasks that allow that vision to come to life. Yeah, and I mean we've talked previously about culture so much and it's so many companies, you know, you think that you're just going to introduce a culture, but it's like, no, like you have to sell literally that idea to yourself first. And then owning that being, you get to sell that to your employers and every, everything else. A hundred percent. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned from our previous coach, we'll give them a shout out because this is totally not mine, but but theirs, but Traffic and Funnels um, by with Chris and Taylor, they said something at one of the conferences that we were at that just was so significant to me. And it was really coming down to the three rules of sales. And it was first and foremost, always do what is best for the client, which really comes down to the integrity of who we are as people, but also how we run our business. So that felt really good to me because I think that a lot of individuals are, they don't like sales because they're selling something that they're not in integrity with, or they don't feel authentically about. 
Uh, so rule number one is always do what's best for the client. And this is something that one of the aspects we're going to talk about in one of our uh, next, next parts of sales is how do you hire so that you are getting individuals that truly are in the best interest of the client and they're not doing it to be self-serving, so to sell just for the commission. So we're going to get into that in a, in a different segment, but do what's best for the client. Everything they need is outside of their comfort zone. And we're going to go way deeper into this, especially on the human behavior. I could see you're like twitching over there. You're like so excited. Um, but everything that the client needs is outside of their comfort zone. And unfortunately, rule number three is that people will fight like hell to stay in their comfort zone. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, we tend to think differently <laughs> and we hate being in a comfort zone because if we feel that if we're comfortable we are not growing we are not expanding we are not achieving more and more success so we are a bit of an anomaly but most people love comfort they they love the idea that they're not going to have anything rattle their day rattle their week or rattle their year and you know when you're when you're getting someone to take action on their health or take action on growing their business or take action on you know something else that's vital to to living uh take action on their relationship is it's very very uncomfortable and we need to keep this in mind is that we are with the products that some of us are selling is we're pushing people to get out of their comfort zone so what strategy are we bringing in authentic strategy that is allowing us to really connect with that individual so that we can have them get comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. Oh, 100%. And and that comes down to, I mean, you could call it the woo-woo is just caring and loving enough about the other person. And this could carry over to, you know, selling point one, two, and three. But it's really about, you know, when we sell something, it's about not about creating a win-win uh, relationship where, you know, whether you're selling something to a customer, whether you're selling something to an employee or, you know, us, even your spouse, it's really about taking the time to be able to make sure that what you're selling is actually serving them, but it's also serving you. And that's why sales has such a bad, um, really reson yeah. Yeah, <laughs> resonance to it is that, you know, in the, in the past, you know, we, and it goes through literally every single aspect, you know, there's the used card salesman, you know, we're chiropractors and there's a shitty sales aspect to, you know, chiropractors, how we want to sell. But that's the, the healthcare industry in general. And I know that we have a lot of healthcare professionals that follow us is because we are supposed to serve. So this idea of selling our services is it has such a negative connotation or even getting compensated for services because we are supposed to be in this service industry. But at the end of the day is if you do not get compensated for your time, because your time is just as, value, as valuable as the product or the service you provide, if you do not get compensated, then you cannot... I guess it's two things is number one, you can't keep your lights on because you can't pay your bills. Or number two is you, you make some money, but you don't make enough money to keep good quality employees that are happy. And if you don't have good quality employees that are happy, then that translates into poor customer service because they don't feel valued. So they're not going to go above and beyond and they're not going to go the extra mile for you or for the customer. 
So we think that, you know, we're, we're doing a service by having cheaper rates, no matter what industry we're in, or by giving more of our time because we feel that we should be of service. But unfortunately, the primary person that you think is benefiting from the cheaper prices or from, you know, that extra nurture and that extra time, they're the one at the end of the day that actually has the bad customer service because of that trickle down effect that I just described is either you don't have enough money to even hire. So you're doing everything, spread yourself thin, which then is going to result in poor customer service, or your business doesn't make enough money to have high higher paid employees that feel valued. So then they're not going above and beyond. They're cutting corners. Things are dropping between the cracks and you're still having a crappy result with the patient experience. No, I mean, 100%. And I mean, to get kind of clarity, you kept going back and forth between time and value. And it's like when you look at, I mean, simply put, when you look at all companies, that's what we're selling. We're either selling our time or we're selling a product or an aspect of value. So when we look at that, when especially the healthcare, most healthcare professionals, as well as lawyers, and uh, we're all charging by our time. But then when you look at uh, a lot of other businesses, entrepreneurs, really they're selling value and you have to be able to really see which, which aspect of what you're selling and to make sure that as anything flows, you know, first, the first most important win is yourself and make sure, sure that there's a fair exchange. So when there's not a fair exchange, and I struggled with this for a while because I mean, I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly looking at growing myself so I can help our clients as much as possible. But then when you look at industry standards, what, you know, most doctors are charging for their time. And I was going even a little above that already. And, you know, months, years back, you know, I felt like I wasn't able to, or should charge what I felt myself worth was for that time. And it because was, you were comparing, because I was comparing. And that's always the dumbest thing to do. I mean, in any aspect of life is to compare yourself to someone else because anytime you're trying to compare yourself to someone else, you're always going to be second best. You're never going to be yourself. You're never going to be your best. You, but it, I think it strips you 100% of your clarity, your clarity and, and asking the deeper, more meaningful questions because you know, one of the conversations that we just actually had within the integrative medicine business is that, you know, one of the suggestions from a newer employee was to have a lower tiered program because we should be able to give this type of healthcare to everyone. And first and foremost is not everyone is a fit for our business, your business, and many other businesses. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But the secondary factor, and she just had a bit of a tunnel vision happening at the moment. And what I explained to her is that first and foremost is if you want a cheaper price point, that means I need to cut things out of my onboarding process, which is then going against my expertise and my experience. So I'm starting to now ignore what I know that the person needs, not what the person wants, what the person needs, I have to now ignore that in order to cut things out so that I can now create a lower price point for the person who is really not even an ideal client. 
I go, the other component here is that we have t- over 20 employees and we are not a high volume business. And that is because we pride ourselves on going above and beyond for the client, providing the absolute best customer service in every different avenue from them getting started to them going through a program and bringing in family members, so on and so forth. It's like, so what we are charging for is not necessarily just for the quote unquote service that you can say, oh, well, this service, this other business has the same service. It is the entire experience. It is the customer service. It is the automations. It is the convenience. It is every single layer that has been built in. And these are the things that you have to think about. And if you're playing this comparison game, you don't know the intricacies of that person's business. You might say, oh, you know, the guy up the street charges this, but he has no value on having good customer service, no value on getting back to the client, no value on making sure that the the product is delivered in the best possible way, no value on that. So it's really just here's the time or here's the product and this is this is what we charge for it. It's I mean globally looking at that you can look at Amazon. You can get a lot of the stuff on Amazon cheaper in other places but you're going to have to search, you're going to have to waste your time and how much, you know, how what's your time worth? So it's really about looking at, you know, your specific customer as what you said and be able to serve them uh, through that process. I think IKEA is like the best example of this is If you want the cheaper furniture and you have the time to go get it and put it together and you're you're just like, yeah, no brainer. Like I want to have this lower price point and I'm I'm willing to put in the time to build it and deal with the frustrations of half the hardware missing and everything else. There's other individuals that they might be juggling a variety of different things in their lives. And the idea of putting together furniture is like their worst nightmare. And they're just like, no, I'd rather spend more money and have it come to my home already put together. And I also want something of quality that is going to last for years upon years upon years because I finally got my home that is going to be my forever home. So it's like the mindset of the person is completely different, but their target audience or their target avatar is completely different. Yeah. So, I mean, so kind of wrapping back into selling, I felt like we're on a little tangent there, (laughs) but wrapping back into selling, it's like, first you have to know who you want to sell to because not everybody is a good candidate and you don't want to waste your time or their time um, because there's going to be resentment there on either side. If you're wasting your time and getting a client that's really going to create you more headaches on the opposite side you know if you're trying to serve everyone it's never a good thing because you have a specific product there's a million other companies out there uh, to be able to serve other people's needs so i mean honestly stick to your zone of genius and let that grow so should we dive into more of that first aspect of selling yes but i do want to piggyback off of what you just said Um, Just because I think that this is really relevant to understand the other side of what you just said, because what you said is so much more like foundational and important to a business than people realize is that not everyone is a fit. And, you know, one of the things 
that personally happened to us in our integrative medicine facility is we were in that mindset of service and that we wanted to help anyone and everyone, no matter what, and that everyone should have access to this type of healthcare. And we did not know how to screen people on the phone, which is going to be in the next segment that we do. And it was just kind of like, if you want to come in, you can come in. End of story. Like we we would take anyone. And what happened was there was a period of time that not only we were so unbelievably mentally and physically drained, but so was our entire team. We even lost employees because it was just the job was too draining because we had a group of individuals that were not a fit for our business. And there was just constant turmoil, complaints, like and then we were getting resentful because we're, we're like, we're going above and beyond and they're ungrateful and we should be even charging more for the amount of service we're providing, et cetera, et cetera. And then when all was said and done, these were the individuals that went on Google and Yelp and wrote not bad reviews, horrific reviews. And these are the people we were hand delivering supplements to their house and going above and beyond. But it's just, they were never a fit for the business that they just wanted more, 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 which just trashed the company culture and then started to trash the reputation of the company. So like, I cannot reiterate this enough is that not everyone is a fit for your business. And when we say is do what's best for the client, sometimes that means turning them away. Yeah. And it's, I mean, what you said was very beautiful there because not everybody goes to those pain points, but if you are going through that same point, point, pain point or something very similar, Use it as a blessing, not a stressing, mm -hmm. because it's just showing you that you don't have clarity on who is your avatar, who is your best client uh, to be able to attract and 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 help. Because if you're helping somebody that's not a good fit, you're it's going to be really that feedback mechanism is going to be negative, and you're going to have that turmoil. So literally look at it and smile and say thank you and move forward, put the systems in place to be able, and we're going to talk more about this in that next podcast, but have the systems in place to be able to let in or say, you know, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. And there's really, really strategic ways to do this. And what's great about it is some of the aspects of this you can put on automation. And we're going to get into that in the next segment. Um, but you know, again, going back to the three rules is that, you know, you do what's best for the client, but knowing that everything that they need is outside of their comfort zone. So really what this comes down to is that people are going to fight like hell to stay in their comfort zone. So how are you going to equip your sales team in order to be prepared for that, to be pre prepared for the pushback, to be prepared with all the myths that are already in their mind. And I love Russell Brunson for this because when he teaches about how to create the perfect webinar and to create sales copy, he's so big on bust the myths that they're already thinking. You know, if that myth is it's too expensive, I don't have enough time or, um, you know, whatever it is, is that there's myths in every industry. Uh, there's myths attached to every product. Uh, every service. So being able to take a step back and think about what are those for your industry and your business? Like, what are the things that you hear on repeat of why it's not working or why they're not getting success or why they're unhappy? And that is what's going to allow you to step into those conversations 
And people are like, oh, you just busted all the things I was going to say as to why I wasn't going to move forward. So, yeah, I guess I should really rethink this. <laughs> no, and I mean, and that's that's one of the beautiful things that you can pretty much automate because you can literally just write down a list, have, you know, all of your, whether you have a sales team or, you know, however that looks, to be able to make a list of all of the pushback and just automate that. And that's the simplest portion because then you can really get, uh, rolling forward to serve the client and that's when the sell happens you know it's first of you know remove take your foot off the brake so we can move forward and then really the gas is allowing getting clarity on what your client needs the, what their goals are and then it's about you know taking forth whether what it's a product whether it's your service and saying okay this is how we can achieve your objective goals mm-hmm And as we wrap up this specific module, what I want to say is that I hope that these three rules help you to not take things personally and to not bring in emotions when it comes to the sales process. Because I feel like in the beginning of business, especially if you're the individual that is playing a role in sales, is it's very easy to take things personally when you have the individual that gets on the phone and they're immediately defensive or they are they sound interested and then you're halfway through the conversation and all of a sudden they're shut down. Is everyone is coming in with a different experience? And a lot of times, uh, especially in the healthcare industry, is what we've seen is that they've been a lot of places, they've done a lot of different things, and they have not succeeded. And that's very similar in a lot of industries, especially in coaching industries, you know, business development, personal development, is that people are looking for answers, hence why they are getting on the call in the first place. But Some of them are just skeptics based off of prior experiences. So you have a huge opportunity to show your integrity and show that, you know, your company is built off of that. Like one of the things that I love doing is sharing core values of our business. Like who are we? What do we stand for? What are the non-negotiables in our company? And the other thing is the brand promises. Like what do we promise to the customer? And this is, guys, this is getting beyond like, we promise you like, you know, especially if you're in like this, the um, coaching world, like we promise you we're going to get to $10,000 more a month. Like, yeah, yeah, great. But, you know, what about if that, what if that doesn't happen? Like, I think that's a very bold statement when you, when you go to that level of giving like very, very specific numbers. But, you know, what if it's, you just never give up on the client that you're always, you're, you're designing programs to troubleshoot and to give them the support that they need, obviously with boundaries, you know, thinking about your brand promises from a unique way. It's not always about giving things away or discounting. It's about, you know, going back to, you know, how, how do you guarantee that your client is going to get success? And in healthcare, we can't guarantee success. Every single person's body is so different. And it's honestly illegal to say that too. (laughs) But what we can promise is that Every single program we create is designed to maximize the success through the support, through the troubleshooting, through the testing. We do not guess, we test. And this stuff goes a long way because now this individual is like, oh, all right, I I feel really good about this and I trust you guys. So when you're doing that call, it's all about building trust. 
And and that's goes back to also, you know, it's building trust. It's linking, you know, a, a bigger why and creating with a mission. So even if like we mainly talked about a service industry, but even if you have a product, you know, it's about having that customer come back and not look for a different product. Mm-hmm. So you're maintaining a loyal customer throughout the rest of their life. But we want that, you know, our goal is to get you as healthy as possible in the shortest amount of time. But once you are healthy, our goal is to not have you go somewhere else to continue to work with us to maintain that health and even, you know, be nitpicky and do some biohacking and work on some minute things that can even increase the quality of your life even further. And that goes back into the mission. So Mm -hmm. it's not just about the service and it's not just about the product, but it's also about linking, having the trust, going, connecting to the why, and then driving them into the mission. 100%. People want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Mm Yeah. And it's infiltrating all of those things that have meaning that are going to allow your potential client to really connect with you, your salesperson and your company. So we're going to be diving into a couple of other segments. So we're going to get into actually how to structure your calls and how to really maximize your time or your salespeople's time. Because that is huge. Is the last thing you want is individuals getting, your salespeople getting on calls with individuals that are not a fit and giving them a ton of time that doesn't result in profit for your business. And then also is how do you hire the right salespeople? Because that is, that's really step number one. So um, take a look at these podcasts so that you can get the full picture on how to kill it at sales. Boom. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next time. You've reached the end of another episode of the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast. Connect with us at integrativegrowthinstitute.com. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. If you love today's episode of Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you. Awesome.